Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Justin Fields starting at his own 26 for the second straight possession without DJ Moore on the field. And on first down, Fields off play fake. Flush to the left, wants to load up, wants to go deep for Cole Komet, who comes back to get it at the 21-yard line. Working against Jalen Thompson, Komet for 53 in a Bears first down. Gabe and Grody right here on 670 to score. Bears take down the Arizona Cardinals in a game that it's weird, Grody, because there were games last year that were losses that felt like wins. And then there are victories this year that feel like losses. This one, the victory over Minnesota, Minnesota 12 to 10, where they did not capitalize, didn't score a touchdown, didn't capitalize on turnovers. Yeah, and it's something. And we get to talk to our next guest about it. Did he feel like this game was lost? I know the answer. No. Because he loves the Bears and he loves Justin Fields. Uh, he's joining us right now on the Circus Sports <laughs> Illinois Hotline. He is nine-year NFL veteran, and that's as much of his resume that I'll give, unless you want to go Google it and find out what else he's popular for. Uh, it is Clay Harbor right here on 670 Cigar. Clay, what up, man? What's up, Gabe? What's up, Grody? Good talking to you guys, especially after a big Bears win. I know Gabe's going to be sipping on some haterade over there, but you know, overall, I thought this was a big team win. This defense looking good. We still got some stuff to do for the offense with an injured DJ Moore, Cole Komet injured. I thought they played well, and I thought they showed a lot of promise at this point in the season. I know six and nine, but this team could be nine and six. I'll tell you something, six and nine with an opportunity to, to tack on two more victories uh, because, you know, they're going to want to beat Atlanta, uh, a team who's certainly vying for a playoff spot. But that last game of the yep. season is go like that is the playoff. That is the Super Bowl for the Bears, I feel like. <laughs> like if you lose again to Green Bay, like, every, like everybody's going to try to get hyped for that game is what I'm saying. Uh, but let's, let's stick with this one, uh, Clay. You know, Justin Fields, if you're looking at his stat line, 15 for 27. Buck 70 had the touchdown and the inopportune uh, interception. Uh, what, what, when you watched his performance, did it stick out to you like someone you're still trying to get behind, or, or, or how did you view it? You know, there were ups and downs, and there were some good and some bad. And to me, the bad was he wasn't efficient enough. He had a 71 rating against the team that had a 103 passer rating against coming into that game 
which was the second worst in the NFL. This is a defense. I watch film that everybody's carving up. Quarterbacks are carving up. So I expected Justin to have a bigger game throwing the ball. Now, that being said, Komet goes down early. He's, he's banged up to even start the game. DJ Moore banged up to start the game. Watching the tape there, he was obviously not 100% throughout the game. I feel like Mooney didn't have a good game. Mooney showed, okay, these guys are hurt. You're going to have to be the number one option. I feel like he didn't step up there. He could have did a better job. So I think that all wasn't Justin's fault. I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job. Darnell Wright had probably his worst game of the year for me. I thought he gave up five hurries. Braxton Jones played okay. But the interior offensive line, surprisingly, I've been critical of these guys. I thought they played pretty well overall. Uh, Kobe Whitehair, uh, obviously we're talking about Lucas Patrick there as well. And, uh, you know, with Tevin being out, I thought that'd be tough. Nate Davis could have did better. But overall with Justin, I thought where he made the difference was running the football. And that's something that you have to count. If you're just looking at throwing the ball, yes, he didn't show me that he's 100% this guy that can go in and win a game throwing the ball, but he did show that he can do some things that only one other guy in the league can do, and his name is Marvin or Lamar Jackson, and he's in line to be the MVP of the league. So in my opinion, I thought Justin did help his stock here, help his, his case for staying as the Bears' starting quarterback, but I think if you're looking for a quarterback that's going to sling it and be this big-time passer and throw for 300 yards a game, yeah, you're probably not going to want to stick with Justin, Justin Fields. But if you are looking for a guy that can win games in different ways, I think continue to build on this, this offense, build it around him, do, do things that he does successful, that he does well, then you still can have a guy that's borderline superstar if you, if you use him right and he has the potential for that. I'm not saying he's that now. But if you're looking, it depends on what you're looking for in the offense. You want to throw the ball around? Draft Caleb Williams, Drake May maybe. Justin isn't that guy, but he can win games doing a lot of different things. What I struggle to to get past, Clay, and you laid it out really well, but you did say something early in your answer, and that is you saw some good, you saw some bad. And that yeah. is that is what we get from Justin Fields. There is a lot of good. You know, there is. Yeah. Like those those connections with with Cole Komet were great, finding Mercedes Lewis. And you know, we've seen we have seen improvement throughout this year. I want to know how you get past that, because obviously you support Justin Fields, and if you had it your way, it sounds like you'd like Justin Fields to be around in the future, but how do you get past the bad part of games? Because that's not tenable. Yeah, no, so here's here's my thing, Grody, is Justin Fields, you can, you can see these flashes that you can win games with this guy, okay? So for me, you see what you have, you know what you have, and that's a quarterback that's not perfect, but I feel like he's getting better. And you know that you can win games this guy. And if you build off this and you keep improving, he can be a guy that's a top 10 quarterback. I, th- I think everybody could say you can see that in his near future. He mm. takes another step next year. Really? Oh, so you so, think he could be top 10? You still you, get, you got that down for him, huh? Yeah, I think right now, I mean, with all the statistics and numbers, he's around 15 or so. I think, yeah, he could take a jump in the top, top 10 territory. But maybe that the, the bottom uh, part of that range. But I think he has that. And I think if you're drafting somebody, you really don't know what you're getting. I mean, it's a coin flip. You look at the two guys, the three guys you drafted at the top of the the league last year. Obviously, we can't say Anthony Richardson. He looked like he was playing well before he got hurt. But Bryce Young, in in a parallel universe, uh, Mike Tannenbaum's making the calls here. The Bears don't have D.J. Moore. They don't have Darnell Wright. 
and they have Bryce Young just getting sacked and throwing to Mooney and Komet again, no DJ Moore. Hold on, hold on. They would have traded Justin for something at that point, and you would have used that draft pick on someone. And then maybe that offensive tackle, you wouldn't have landed there. You wouldn't have landed at 10, so you wouldn't have that offensive tackle, surely. Yeah, you would have had Bryce Young. Bryce Young and a second-round wide receiver, maybe? Exactly. So here's my thing, is now if you trade this pick and you get a similar haul, you can get another player just like you got DJ Moore. You can get another number one player that's already proven. Then you can get another two draft picks just like you did this year. And then you build your team that way instead of just drafting the quarterback all all around. The problem is the ceiling, though, Clay, and I think that's what a lot of people have an issue with. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Uh, talking to nine-year NFL veteran Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score as we fill in for Parkinson Spiegel. And I think that I think that's what's it for most people, myself included, right? Like those people that are out on Justin Fields, it isn't a we don't think he's good, so therefore we don't want him as our quarterback anymore, right? It's more so yeah. it's more so the opportunity presents itself to take a quarterback that will be better than Justin Fields. And I think that with what Justin Fields has proven so far people are okay with the idea of gambling on a different quarterback that has the potential. Not that there's no potential for him to be better than Justin Fields, that yeah. there is the potential for him to be better, better, significantly better than Justin Fields. That exists, and I think people are willing to take that chance because, as Mark Grody said earlier in our show, the numbers that Justin Fields is putting up is replaceable. No, absolutely. He's got a 60.7 completion percentage. Tyson Bajan has a 66 completion percentage. You got to get better there. 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Obviously, got to get better there. He has a lot of turnovers, and you know, overall, he, he's got an 84.5 rating. These are all numbers he's got to improve on. We look at that. Yes, 100%. I agree that he, he's he's got to improve, but we also got to account for his running ability and his just playmaking ability, Clay, and I think you saw some of that yesterday. Clay, let me ask you this, because I know yeah. you played in the league for nine years. Was there, yeah. was there and, and what we hear a lot from these players is full-on support for Justin Fields, and I'm sure the same was for you in the locker room where you just had to, and or maybe you did genuinely believe. But was there ever a time where you believed in someone wholeheartedly, but then looking back, you were like, ooh, I was wrong? Yeah, I you know, I, I, I experienced that, I would say, and you know, in Jacksonville, we were there and, and we drafted a young guy. And uh, he wasn't a guy that was extremely hardworking like like Justin or, you know, had the locker room, like just floored by his work ethic and how he does things. But, you know, I thought he was going to be a player. I thought he did the things right. And he had a big arm. He's a big guy that can move. His name was Blake Bortles. Huh. And we drafted him with the third overall pick. And I thought, you know, Blake has everything you need. I'm watching this guy. He's 6'5". He can throw the ball 70 yards. He, he can move. He can scramble. He's got a decent feel in the pocket. He's just a playmaker. And, you know, Bortles didn't have a terrible career, but he just never panned out to be that quarterback that was, you know, like we're trying to figure out with Justin Fields here. Is this guy, you know, somebody that can be a number one quarterback? So, for me, yes, that was – that was a thing. It was a number of guys. Some people thought Blake could be the guys and somebody, some people thought, no, he wasn't. So I've been there before and it's tough to figure out, but at some point, yeah, you, you got to make that decision. And, you know, do you want to be a guy that like Blake, that's, you know, kind of middle of the road mediocrity he was averaged about 60 
completion percentage and 85 rating in his career. And it wasn't terrible, but wasn't great. And that's when they made, they made the decision to, to go another direction. And Blake never, never picked up his career after that. And, and, you know, that's something I was wrong in, but the players do love Justin. They stand behind him. And I think that's something that does matter. They, everybody wants this guy. They want to follow this guy into battle. So I think if you keep him, that's an extra reason, some extra motivation for this team to be successful for him. Blake Bortles meet Mitch Trubisky. Like I was thinking of those two, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like three quarterbacks taken in, in the first round of that 2014 draft. Blake Bortles was one. I was trying to see like who else did they pass up on? Johnny Manziel was uh, taken 22nd by the Browns, and then Teddy Bridgewater, last pick in the draft or the first round. Remember that Minnesota? Yeah. Right well, the, the the point I think too is to both of you guys is that. There's a lot of misses in the quarterback world. There, there are not many guys who come out that we tout and say this is the next whomever, and then they become that. There's very yeah. few examples of it. So, and we're we are doing it again. We are doing. I mean, there's a texter right now that's saying, "What what proof do you guys have that Caleb Williams is going to be great?" And really, the proof is everybody says he's going to be great. So, you yeah. know, Trevor Lawrence, another guy who really has not lived up to the expectations. He was the 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 can't miss kid superstar. Mm-hmm. He's not there yet either. Yeah, he he was actually probably the biggest prospect I'd say since Andrew Luck. Yes. Everybody knew he was going to be successful and he did have a solid year last year, but you look at the system that he went into. I mean, you can't get better than that. You have Doug Peterson who was an NFL quarterback for 10 to 15 years. He was an off he was a quarterback coach when I played on the Eagles. He was my quarterback's coach. He was an offensive coordinator on the Chiefs. This guy was an offensive mind. He brings in Mike McCoy, a former offensive coordinator, a former head coach to be an assistant to him. Press Taylor from Philly, former quarterback coach to be his offensive coordinator. Jim Bob, Jim Bob Cooter, a former offensive coordinator to be another offensive system assistant. So you get all these guys around Trevor Lawrence, and he still was unsuccessful. So I'm just thinking maybe you put more behind Justin. You get him another coach or two that knows how to coach him, knows how to do a better job with his mechanics in the pocket. Can he get the ball out faster? I don't know if he has the guys around him that could coach him to do that. Maybe that's something you look at. I'm not saying you bring back Getsy and Fields. I'm saying if you keep Fields, maybe you bring in a coordinator that has a little bit more of an imagination, a guy that can kind of put an offense around Justin instead of putting Justin in an offense. Okay, this guy has some ability that you can use in a lot of different ways and I think if you watch even Philadelphia Eagles with the run-pass option stuff they do, not having a great year this year, but you look at last year with Hurts, this year with Hurts, he's still doing good things, better than Fields. I don't think he's that much more talented than Justin. He runs a lot of zone read, run-pass options. They have a good, solid offense with some big receivers on the outside. Maybe he's that pick to put another big receiver on the outside like Hurts has, and you'll see some things that Justin does that improves to almost at least that level. Clay, you've been, I think, ahead of a lot of people when it's come to evaluating Cole Komet. I mean, well before he got the the big money, you were saying that yeah. this guy is about as complete of a tight end as there is in the NFL, and they're just, just summarizing what you had said in the past, like maybe a year ago. There just aren't that mm-hmm. many great tight elite tight ends, so you got to sometimes good is really good to have on your team. But I want to ask you specifically, why has Cole Komet gotten better at being a receiver? He's gotten, he's, for me, watching Cole Komet has been a, a great, just showing what 
preparation and practice does. He's, he's always been a quick guy, a fast guy for a size. And, Grody, you know how – I don't think Chicago knows how big this guy is. I've been on the field at training camp before. I've told Gabe this, and I'm, I look back, oh, that's Cole Komet? <laughs> yep. This dude looks like Gronk. I played with – I played, played with – Gronkowski, I played with Martellus Bennett. I played with Eric Ebron. This dude is big, and he can run. Now what I'm seeing is he's figuring out the idiosyncrasies of route running. With his releases, one thing I always notice is he would always, if he's running, say, left, a corner route, he's always taking an outside release and going left. That's something that defensive backs can play off of. You see that on film. Now he's switching up his releases. He'll release inside to run an outbreaking route. That's, for me, that's showing the next step, the evolution of a tight end, of a route runner. He's doing these different things in the man-breaking routes. Now he's releasing inside to go outside, releasing outside to go inside. He's playing with his releases. He's playing, he's pressuring the defensive backs the opposite way. He's just become a much better route runner. And I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, he's got the big body. He can make the plays, but his route running has become so good. And I've, I thought this guy could play from the beginning. He's a guy that gives you 100% in the blocking games and for whatever reason, he doesn't get the best PFF blocking, great. What He's not asked to cut off defenders like most tight ends in the NFL right now. He is on the front side of plays. It is so hard to find an every down tight end that you can put on the front side of plays. Most guys, you put them on the front side of play and a tight end, you're arc releasing them to a safety. You're sifting them backside to cut off the defensive end. You're doing something that Cole Komet can handle a defensive end. That is not easy to do for a tight end that weighs 260, 265 to block a defensive end that's 300 pounds, and he can do it. And he's also showing what he can do in the passing game all around. I think Komet is a top-five tight end, and they got him at a discount. It's a great point that you bring up because uh, Clay certainly has been on Komet you know, since the very beginning and just been speaking so highly of him, saying he's the first person that should have got the extension, as he did. Uh, we're talking two former tight end, nine-year NFL vet, Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. Clay, when you and I were on a couple weeks ago, bro, someone called in and said the Bears should use the number one pick on Marvin Harrison Jr. and then the number whatever other pick on Brock Bowers so that it can be Marvin Harrison Jr., DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and Brock mm-hmm. Bowers. Clay, you yeah. still you still feeling good about something like that? Or if not... Who is the like? What is a prototypical pairing for Cole Komet? Because we've seen that Robert Tunyon ain't that dude. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed what I've seen in Tunyon this year. I think Bowers and Komet would be a a very nice duo right there because Bowers is a little bit smaller. He's not small, but he's six four. He'll probably weigh in at like two thirty five, two forty. But this guy can move. You just look at his history. He he missed some games this year. He still had seven hundred. 750 yards, six touchdowns. You go back to 2001, the guy had 13 touchdowns. He's a red zone threat. He's quick. He could be a little bit of that Gronk Hernandez type tight end. Those are two guys that were in my draft class, Rod Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. I remember being at the combine with both those guys, being at the draft day meetings with both those guys. Those guys complemented each other well. Those are two guys could do a bunch of stuff with. I've seen Brock Bowers. I've seen extensively. I've, I've watched his games. And this is a guy you can put in the backfield to run a route to pick up a blitz. You can put the slot to run a route to put, pick up a blitz. But you can also put him outside at the Z or the X, the flanker or the split end, because he's a guy that has the skill set to catch the ball from out there. He has a good route tree from out there, not a route tree that you would give DJ more, but he's still got an extensive route tree. Most tight ends, it's hitch, slant, 10-yard uh, stop, go route from outside. 
Brock Bowers can run a route tree. You, you still got to guard him because he's that kind of a player. And what that does, Gabe, is that creates mismatches now. You can go out in 12 personnel. The defense puts in their base package because they think you're packing it in. You're going to run the ball. It's 12 personnel. Usually the correlation with that is running. But now you can split out Komet, who can play in the slot. You can put Brock Bowers outside. You can put these guys on the same side. They don't even have to be mirroring each other in the slot. You can put Bowers at a Z or an X, and that creates – that puts so much pressure on defenses because matchup-wise, you don't want to – you don't want a linebacker guarding Brock Bowers. But you got a line, if you don't got a linebacker out, out there, now you got a linebacker on the other side of the formation guarding D.J. Moore or Darnell Mooney. Ooh. So I love the 12 personnel, and if you bring a guy like Bowers and he shows he can block in the NFL – they're not going to be able to run nickel to him. They run base packages, and then that is something huge. And you could play around with that with the run game with Fields. I'm, I mean, I don't care what offensive coordinator you are. You bring a guy in with some imagination with those two players, including DJ Moore coming back and whatever receiver we have out there, I think that would be trouble. God, I love I love the idea of a linebacker covering DJ Moore, and and just just because DJ Moore's so good. I mean, and that that's how you know the best wide receivers, man, so good in in one on one. You throw it up there, and he typically is going to make a play. I do want to ask you one defensive question. I want to see if your answer matches up with with what I think on this, Clay. What is yeah. the best part position group on defense? You know what's crazy is is there's two. Obviously, the defensive line is getting better. I don't think they're there yet. I think, obviously, you need another three-tech. I think Justin Jones has played pretty well this year. Yeah, obviously. he has. Effect he has. He's in full force. Yeah, and I think the young guys are coming on, too. I think the linebackers have gotten better. I love, I think, Sanborn, uh, TJ, and and um, TJ and, and Edmonds have, have come along, too. But Jalen Johnson, he's he's giving up a 26 passer rating when targeted, and I like Terrell Smith. Amen. I think yeah. If you put Terrell Smith in there. <laughs> I like those two corners. That's my Jaylen answer. Terrell Smith. Yeah. <laughs> secondary, <laughs> bud. Secondary. Yeah, give, give me those that secondary right there. And Kyler Gordon, I was highly critical of Kyler Gordon the last couple of years. I'll be honest. This guy, he just hasn't shown to me that he could play man-to-man coverage in the NFL, especially in the slot. I'm not sure this guy's a slot defender this year. He's changed my mind. Uh-huh. I'll say I was wrong. I was talking. I was like, hey, I don't think Kyler Gordon's got it. I think that's a bad pick. He changed my mind. Kyler Gordon has played well this year. He's a guy that plays hard and he plays heavy in the in the run game, which which you love. But he's also now come on in the pass game and showing he can play man to man. They don't play man to man that much, but he's shown he can do it. So overall. I'm going secondary, Grody. Absolutely, and it's you know I, I I didn't necessarily think it was going to play out that way the way things were going early in the season. I, I said I love the secondary in training camp, but man, they are hitting their peak right now. We didn't even mention Jaquan Brisker and the yeah. work that Eddie Jackson has done this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think Eddie's he had an up and down year, but he's coming on late, and I think Brisker's improved. Brisker was another guy who I liked. He, pop to me but then i'd see him miss a lot of tackles he'd make a big play but then he's missed. but i think he's improved greatly and i like the type of player he is once again he's a guy that loves to play in the box he had those 17 tackles the other day you know he's not scared of contact if he can stay healthy i think it'd be the long-term bear safety but here's the, here's the other issue though is what do you do with jalen johnson do you tag him do you try to get the long-term deal done this guy is going to take number one quarterback cornerback money now and I think he's a huge piece of that secondary. So there's another question. Are you going to tag this guy? Are you going to try to uh, 
let them walk and maybe get a compensatory pick from them. Mm, where to find out at four? We'll ask him those. Is it four o'clock? Yeah, Jalen Johnson? Johnson hanging out with us in a little over <laughs> yeah. a half an hour. Hey, Clay, I appreciate you hanging out with us, man, and uh, jumping on today. I uh, hope you had a great Christmas with the family. Uh, appreciate it, Gabe and Grody. Always good, man. We'll talk to you guys soon. Most certainly. Clay Harbor right there hanging out with us. Nine-year NFL vet, play tight end. Caught some passes. Every, every time I talk to Clay, you know, his resume becomes more impressive because you're nine years, you're like, yeah. But then it's like Michael Vick. He caught passes from Michael Vick. He caught passes from Drew Brees. He caught passes from Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's that's really impressive. What was the other thing that you didn't want to talk to him about, though? You were like, you know, you, do some, you did some other thing, too. You didn't want to talk about it? What was it? Was he like... Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't, didn't want to talk about it. You didn't want to talk about it? What was it? Why, Mom, why to, are you guys keeping secrets, Let's go to man. commercial, and I'm going to talk about it during the commercial break. I know what break. it is. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what it is. I got to find out. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, Grody and I are going to take part in some sort of cross-examination. Hmm. Is that where we've come to on the name of this? You segment? Know, I've been working on it, but we're should not we do there the yet. cheesy thing and be like, "Hey, you guys want to help us name our nope, segments?" No, 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 too many chiefs, not enough Indians. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you and I. Uh, so, Grody and I are going to have some sort of cross examination about questions in Chicago sports. Neither he nor I know the questions, uh, but we we are interested in each other's thoughts and then bouncing it around and circling back to what we think about these things. We want you guys. To, to participate as well. What are these questions? What are the, the hot-button issues in Chicago sports? We'll discuss that after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel right here on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Well, that and there's the name. Afternoons on the score. Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel today on this beautiful day after Christmas. Shout out to... Everyone that's actually working this week, real jobs. Appreciate you. That we do. We don't count as working. No. I'm, Shout out to us. I know this six, this 2 to 6.45 feels like work, Papa. Yeah. <laughs> 6.45. I keep forgetting about the extra 45. 6.45, man. man. That's why I said let's get up. We got Cody Westerland at 6 to talk Bulls. I picked Mark Grody up on the way in. The Oak Park Boys, OPB. That's right. Yeah, you guys are starting a gang out there, huh? Cool. Yeah, that's right, man. That's what you do when the city kids go to the suburbs. You start gangs. Yeah. We're trying to cope. It's interesting. I never saw any of that in Naperville. I don't know. I'm not adjusting guys, well You guys started yet. in Naperville. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes to Naperville. Oh, my God. You're not adjusting well to Oak Park? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, okay, it's not Oak Park. I'm just not adjusting well to not being in the city. 
Is it the because everything's near? Like what yeah. part is it? Because I every, what would you have gotten in the city that you did not get in the burbs so far? Yeah, Starbucks across the street, a Seven Eleven across the street, a Target down the block. Mm. Yeah, a beautiful lake that so, I like to walk on. So now you got to get in your car and drive two blocks to get all those things. Well, no, so it's like a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've had to do more driving <laughs> than I think I ever had. So I don't dislike Oak Park. I just. I don't know. I don't it know. feels more like a task. I agree with you. I'd feel that way too. Because yeah. like, there's a you live in the, the city, bro. Me. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't drive anywhere. Like, I walk to the mm. grocery store. I walk wherever. You I know, used to I walk to train. work. I used to walk to work. Think about that. I have to deal with with paying for parking now, like the rest of the world. I paid for parking today. Are you paying for parking today, or do I, have I to pay already for paid for it? Oh, you I paid for it. On Spot Hero. <laughs> oh, good. Now, now I could say I was gonna pick that up for you, <laughs> yeah, Gabe. There you go. All right. It is time. For our cross-examination, this music is, is uh, something. Does it work for you? It's the Blues Brothers. Oh, I know who it is. Okay. Sean told me before we got on the air. We said it's something. That means you don't like it. I don't. Okay. I don't. It doesn't. I uh, had a feeling you wouldn't like it. That's something why I a little came more hip. said we can change it. I think this is hip. <laughs> it's time for the, what, do you prefer the unshaven cross-examination? Ooh, unshaven? <laughs> or do you like the Malaysian cross-examination? Hmm. No, none of these? I don't get it. The Malaysian cross. None, none of these make sense. That's the point. Yeah, okay. So just something ridiculous, non sequitur. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The Malaysian cross-examination <laughs> with Shady Sears. <laughs> See, this is great. It's working. All right, so this is where Mark Grody and I ask three questions to each other. Uh, he has no idea. We did not discuss these on the way to way here from Oak Park. Um, but here we are, nonetheless. Uh, would you like to go first, Mark Grody? Yeah, I would like to go first. I love first. this. First question, what you got for me? On Saturday, Gabe, I don't know if you saw this or not, and you too, Shady Sears, the Athletics, Diana Rossini, said that there's been chatter that perhaps the Steelers would consider trading Mike Tomlin to Washington, Chicago, or Carolina to get some picks. My question to you guys is would you give up a third and fourth round pick for Mike Tomlin or I'm throwing a wrench into the whole thing, Kyle Shanahan? Okay. I like where this is going because it opens up the possibility of coaches that are capable of leading this Bears team to the next level. And I love that we as a fan base are not shying away from those that have jobs already. We are being greedy, Mark Grody, as you told me in the beginning of the season, and I've ran with that notion ever since. We can be greedy. Greed is good. However, I don't like when greed comes comes from the other side, wanting a third and a fourth pick. It's the two picks that I say no, especially because the Bears don't have a second-round pick this year. Two firsts, a third, a fourth, a fifth, right? That's how it works? Yeah. Yep, you got it. So if you you tell me the Bears lose their third and fourth and they get Mike Tomlin in return, that's not enough for me. Now, if there's some sort of trade out of the first pick and they, you know— get a Lindy picks in return, and they use some of those to get Mike Tomlin? Maybe? But a fourth pick is probably fourth. What about Kyle Shanahan? Does that change it at all? No. No. No, I got to be honest. It doesn't. You'd rather have Tomlin, like, if given the choice between Um, those two guys, Kyle Shanahan or Mike Tomlin, you go Tomlin? I'm sure Shanahan's the answer because if you're getting a new quarterback or sticking with Justin Fields, like, he's going to be the guy to get the most out of them. But I also think that there's something for experience. And I, and I asked for it with this Bears team a lot. I said, where's, like, the old guy with the one eye that's kind of winky? And he's like, hey, kids, get over there. You guys got to get your ass in order. Everybody's got to start running. I'll knock it in tomorrow, Rock. Yeah. It's the guy in Rock. Yeah. So I felt like the Bears <laughs> were missing, like, a little bit of that. 
And so I would love a little bit of uh, okay. seasoned veteranness to it. Yeah. What about you, Goats? Yeah, I think I would do it. This is all if third and a fourth this year. Eberflus. Yeah, yeah. Because so you got two firsts because, and a fit. Yeah. So the, the coaching problem. Look, I, I've talked about this a lot, but you know the 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 Bears suffer from Mike Ditka trauma. They in in their hiring practices since Mike Ditka, who they lost control of, and Ditka, Ditka became what he became. And you know he was kind of a jerk to the front office and all that. And Michael McCaskey, people probably remember that. The Bears' hiring practices have always been out of whack. Now, they hired Dave Wansett, which was was the one good first-time head coach because he was the hot-shot candidate at the time. But all their other hires are, like, just been ridiculous. Like, first-time head coaches, Dick Duran, Mark Tressman. Lovey Smith's successful. I'll give Lovey Smith some, some credence in there. John Fox was the one exception because he was a veteran. He wasn't a first-time head coach. Then you go to Matt Nagy, and here we are with Matt Eberflus. I, like, I get it. That's a steep price, and it sucks steep. giving up draft picks, but the Bears just have not had that head coach forever, and if that's what it's going to take, then I'm down with it. All right. Uh, here's my question for you, Gross. Uh, this is Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. This is our cross-examination. Bulls seem to be content without Zach Levine playing a more, uh, while they're playing a more up-tempo style of basketball where the ball actually moves. DeMar DeRozan adjusted accordingly, uh, but he's certainly known as a, as a ball stopper, Mark Grody. Would you move on from DeMar as well, or would you give him an extension mm. to be the cornerstone of this franchise? I got to tell you, I don't think that I would have said give DeMar DeRozan an extension before I saw what they looked like without Zach Levine. My answer is yes. At this point, I would give um, DeRozan an extension because he seems ready to be this guy, and I didn't realize that. Like, mm. I had a conversation with Joe Cowley last week on the radio where he's been, he said that he's been begging, wanting to see Kobe White and Patrick Williams and all the young players step up and do well. He wants it to be like the system he was in with Greg Popovich in San oh, Antonio. And that actually surprised me a little bit, and it was really heartening to hear that. And watching, though, I know that at the ends of games still, it might still be a little tough a war between him and Kobe still. But you know what? That's great. Like, if DeMar DeRozan is just kind of being facilitator and getting his shots throughout the game, I'm like, yeah, then DeRozan can still be your closer. It's silly not to have him be your closer because he's been so good at it. So my answer is, at this point, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, extend DeMar DeRozan. Yes. I'm in with the extension just because, I mean, he seems to play the game properly. And by the game, I'm not talking about the one on the court. I'm talking about the one in life. He gets it. I have to fall back in certain situations. I got to take control when need when I need to. Um, I just wish the Bulls would have a, a better option than DeMar DeRozan. So if it was this team paired in with or mixed in with the, the talent they're going to get back for Zach Levine, and then if they can swap out a DeMar DeRozan for a more talented superstar, then I would love that iteration of the Chicago Bulls because then I would think that one can go a little bit further in the playoffs than most. My question to you is, a senior personnel man told uh, our very own and the Tribune's Brad Biggs that the Bears are not that far off. From what? From winning the division. Oh, okay. This is relative to what Detroit just did. So my question to you is, if the Bears were to keep Justin Fields, okay, 
with DJ Moore and Cole Clement and the rest of the weapons that they have right now, and then add a either Calvin Ridley or T. Higgins, both who may be free agents if they don't get franchise tagged by their respective organizations, draft the top wide receiver. All right, and then everything else is as is. Are the Bears competing for the North in 2024? Certainly competing for the North. Okay. There's no doubt about that. Because they're not competing for the North this year. No, but next year, even if everything were to hold true, they'd still scare Detroit enough to where some would think that there's a possibility that the Bears could win the division. Like, even just if everything stood pat. So We're going to take the North and never give it back. That's right. <laughs> so adding, to, adding talent to the roster, which the Bears are most certainly going to do, I think, yeah, it puts them in a great position whether Justin Fields is there or not. And I think that's the whole thing about where the Chicago Bears are at. And I, and to, I hate circling back on the quarterback position argument, but that's why I think Caleb Williams or whoever it is will be walking into a better situation than Justin Fields was because the Bears are set up to be good and compete consistently, i say, two years from now. Next year, it'll be a hope. And then I think two years from now, regardless of the situation, whether Justin's there or not, that's when they're really going to be vying for that top spot in the playoffs. All right, uh... Give me that ding there, Sean Sayers. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, 670 score. This is our cross-examination. Uh, some people are up in the air about Coach Eberflus and his future for the Chicago Bears. If Bill Belichick was let go, as some have reported that he will be, and he came a-knocking, would you jump at the opportunity to let him be the head coach of the Chicago Bears? Mm. No. I think no, actually. I think no would be the answer. No for Bill Belichick for you. No Bill Belichick. I mean, I think there was a certain time – when I thought, yeah, Bill Belichick might be the right guy. But I do think, like a lot of coaches, it happens to them, he has been exposed to a certain degree not having Tom Brady there. Like, it just seems like a little bit of a mess. And dare I say that Bill Belichick has lost his fastball. And I don't know if I'd want to have to deal with Bill Belichick on a daily basis. <laughs> no, I'm not going to put my, my personal reporter feelings in on that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I don't feel at this point, no, I'm, I'm not down with Bill anymore. My last question is this. We were just talking about the Bears secondary and how good it is. And you have two really good second-year players in Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon. If you had the opportunity to, would you extend those guys right now? They still got two years left on their rookie contracts. Would you lock those two guys in? You mean what I what I Chicago White Sox, Jaquan Brisker? Yeah, like yeah, Gordon, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, now I know your answer. That's what I'm saying, though. The answer is yes. You, you would okay. absolutely both of them. Go I, on. I don't want either one of them to play for a different team. I, I want I want the Bears defense to because what, what I feel like has happened to the Bears defense is there is this this level of believability. Everyone on the Bears defense thinks that they are good, and they also believe that the player that's next to them is very good as well. So there's this belief that the Bears defense is good. So I like having guys that feel that way and they play well together that way. So locking those guys in so that I just have to you know, plug in a couple more people or add some depth into the, the defense, to me, that sounds great. So I would go ahead and, and do that one as well. All right, uh, my last question, the cross-examination. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. If you were asked to work for the Bears, what position would you take? And why would it be locker room manager? 
No, just <laughs> no. Seriously, that's where you if get you all were, the information. If yes. you were asked to work for the Bears, what position would you take? Quarterback. Like, any any position. Though. Quarterback. It could be like the president. Okay, so you're saying non-player position. We're not doing no, fantasy you, play. You can. Okay, no, no, no. If you want to be the quarterback oh, of the Bears, I, I would totally yeah? be a McCaskey. No, I would be. I would be George McCaskey. Just get checks every quarter. Oh free my checks, God, and walk man. around and be cool. Overlooking the Chicago Bears, like now that, like, like the. Fa- the fact that they held off for so long to put somebody in the power chair like Kevin Warren, like that's got to be the best thing ever for George McCaskey. McCaskey doesn't have to worry about this stuff anymore now. It's great. all on Kevin Warren. I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, Kevin Warren, you take care of this. I'm just going to be George McCaskey and talk to the fans and hang out in Bears practice every once in a while, shake hands with the media. I would be George McCaskey. Who would you be? First of all, there's no answer better than that one. Okay, that's that's yeah. that, that is the answer. I tend to take the best answer. Yeah, I don't have anything okay. nearly as, as as comical or or funny. <laughs> like George <laughs> just could be George can now be George. George is a great guy. Like George is this fun dude to talk to, and now he, he could just be George, and he doesn't have to take all the critiques that we all gave him. And I'm complicit in that too. To me, it's the fact that to me it's the fact that um, he just gets a check all the time. You know. It's the best one. Yeah, but George is frugal, man. He yeah. drives a frugal car. He parks like in the. He parks. That's what rich the, people do, bro. Yeah, he parks in the media lot. Still rich. I, just, I still know you. What do you rich. mean? That's what rich people do. They just do regular stuff because they don't want you know they, they they're smart enough not to just throw their money away on dumb yeah. stuff. That's true. I guess I'm thinking oh, about yeah. like if I got that new money, I don't think I would do that. Like <laughs> parking the best spots, man. I've been parking in bad spots if my whole had, life. If you had money, you would not be like. If you and the people that have money would be like, "Gay, pick me up," like you did today. <laughs> That's but true. when if you had if you had money specifically, you you yeah. would not ask for a ride today. Nor would you ask to pick me up. That's true. That's true. I didn't ask. By the way, I didn't ask you for a ride Whoa. today. Let's get this clear. I said. Do you I want said, to read the text. You, you know, yeah. Please read this. Yes, read the text, mate. Unless I did, I miss text. Go ahead. What, go ahead. Read the what text. Do you, what do you re- What do you remember it being? I, I just remember it being. Do you want to you know ride together? I. <laughs> Like I didn't, I had. I don't know. That sounds, I, I in no way, shape, or form was Sean, expecting Sean, Sean okay. and Ray Diaz that just, or that or Leo the Stoddard that popped their head out. What did that sound like to okay, you? Okay, hold on a second. I'm looking back at the, the text now too. Yo, you want to drive together today? Yes, drive together. And that, grab some grub after the show. See, do you want to drive together? In no way does that. How does that say to you, Gabe? Come pick me up. I was just. <laughs> yeah, and you're like you're hey, like very the money. <laughs> Range Rover all wood. Um, listen, listen. I just want to be very clear before we continue this silly discussion. I love this song. I wanted nothing else but to pick you up today. I wanted to ride in together. Today. No, I yeah. And it's and it's it saddens me to know that there is some pushback whatsoever from you. There's no pushback. I no, I whoa, wanted whoa, to go whoa, together. Whoa, whoa, I just wanted. Whoa. I was very willing to come pick you up as well. That's what I'm saying. Tomorrow you got me because you know okay. what, guys. We're here all week. <laughs> Can I tell you? You guys love no, that. We, we literally got to go. <laughs> Can I just go. tell you something really quick, okay, too? What you said, like, because you waited like an hour before you responded, like, about the, the driving in together. Got kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. You go, you go. You I'm wrote, not just chilling him out. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Because uh, I thought you're thinking about it. I don't know if I want to drive in with Grody. That's, go, that's what's going through oh, my sensitive I said, brain. I said, cool, cool. I was like, I'm going to leave for work at 1240. Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah, and then and then you wrote. That's my non-committal sign. Then you wrote at 1209. <laughs> I have commitment said, issues. Yeah, okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. I do, too. Then you wrote Then you wrote uh, at 1209, I'll scoop you. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, well, scoop me? What, you got some news for me? But that meant he was going to come pick me up, so. I got you, bro. Yeah, yep. Bears. <laughs> That's great. All right. <laughs> On the other side, we got a quick one before we get to Jalen Johnson at the top of the hour. Yeah. What does the Bears cornerback have to say? Make sure you're here to find out.
And we're back. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 The Score, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, Jalen Johnson. Uh, yes, that Jalen Johnson. He's going to be hanging out with us. We get to chat with him. Um, Grody, thoughts on Jalen Johnson's game yesterday? I thought he. I thought the whole secondary played really well. I mean, there was one. I'm going to ask Jalen about this, but there was one series early in the game where he, uh, Kyler Gordon, and Tyreek Stevenson all had a pass breakup on a three and out. And I was like, that is just, that's a thing of beauty. So, bear. yeah, no, I thought he had yet another good game. Yeah, and we get to talk to him right after this because, of course, you're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Tuesday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Uh, and, yeah, coming up next, Jalen Johnson, Bears cornerback, dude that's about to get Hey, and if not, I'll hold the billboard for him because I agree with that wholeheartedly. And he created a conflict in the locker room last week amongst Uh-oh. media members. So okay. got to ask him about that. Uh, what is the conflict and what did Jalen Johnson think of the performance of the Chicago Bears? We'll discuss with him after this. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.